You're listening to a C3 Victory podcast. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au. series right now. It's really, really good. Um, and I, I've been at National Conference all week. Uh, heads up, you can view all of the National Conference sessions on YouTube. You know, just search for C3 Australia and it's all there. So if you would like to see Pastor John Pierce cut absolutely loose on the final night, <laughs> yeah. oh my goodness, uh, some pretty cool stuff happening. It was amazing. It was really, really good. Cool. We're in a series right now on money. We like talking about money in church because money is in, it's, it's a big part of our lives. You can't really get out of it unless you have so much of it, and then you're going to be so stressed out. We'll talk about that in a minute. So, But what we need to talk about these things, this is not a series on giving. This is not a series on giving to the church. This is a series on money and how look, Jesus talked a lot about money. He talked a lot about how you can use it, how you can not be entangled by it. Pastor Simo talked about that last week. He t- Jesus talked heaps about money. In fact, it was his second, yeah, kingdom of God and then money. It was his second most talked about subject. So we should talk about it. All right. So, uh, but God wants you to be in health in every area of your life and to prosper. Okay, 3 John 1 verse 2 in the, in the Passion Translation says, it's very similar to New King James. It says, Beloved friend, I pray that you are prospering in every way and that you continually enjoy good health just as your soul is prospering. How good is that? It's great. God's heart for you is fullness. It's fullness. It's not, it's not half-baked. It's not you know, tiny little portion, it's not just enough, it's fullness, okay? He wants you to prosper. And I believe that that means financially as well. So all the religious spirits can just leave right now. Amen. They're gone. Great. And now we can all prosper together. Hallelujah. It's good. Uh, But what I've found in my journey is that when people tell me that I should be prospering, if I'm not prospering, I feel condemned. Or if I'm starting to prosper, or if I'm coming out of, of, of some areas of my, of my own journey and my own old identity, sometimes I want to go back there and live there because I'm used to being a victim when it comes to money. Right? Right? but I don't want to live that way anymore. I don't want to have a rescue mentality. I actually need to step into the fullness, step by step of what God has for me. That's the same with you, all right? God wants you to be in health and in prosperity in all areas, all areas. Body, soul, spirit, relationships, finances, work, career, relationship with God, everything, prosperity in all things. So last week, Pastor Simo talked about money is amoral. Money is not inherently evil, and it's not inherently good. It's just, it's the middle of the road. It's amoral. It it does what you decide to do with it, right? Uh, If money has a grip on your heart, that's not the money's fault. That's your fault, right? Pastor Simo talked about cheeseburgers and how he loves cheeseburgers, and every time he drives home from work, 
He, uh, he drives past a McDonald's and the cheeseburgers are calling him. And he's, he, he's like, I'm, I'm putting on some weight and it's the cheeseburger's fault. No, it's not the cheeseburger's fault. It's his fault, right? Yeah, if, if money has got a grip on us, it's not the money's fault. It's our fault. Or it's just, maybe it's not your fault. Maybe this is where you landed and you've got to work out of that place. So we're going to read uh, Matthew. I'm already losing my voice, and I'm just getting started, but here we go. Can I grab that, babe? Yeah. So we're going to Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. <clears throat> I'll try not to knock that over, Silla, don't worry. It says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Wow. He goes on. He says, the eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. If your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Jesus is talking to some Pharisees right here. There's some Pharisees in the mix, and they had a problem with money. They were like, money, 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 money. Give me more. Give me more, more money. I want, I want more, more and more and more and more. And they wanted money so much that they, they, were, they were not serving God anymore. Money had grabbed a hold of their heart and had become their God. And their eyes, their spiritual eyes were diseased. because they, they, they thought, well, money's the... Money's the thing. Let's just get some more of that. Right? Money had become one of their gods. We're at uh, National Conference this week, as I said, and uh, Pastor Jürgen Matasius is talking, and he's from C3 San Diego, and he's talking about one of his guys. One of his guys just got uh, an 11, sorry, this, this guy's got a business that's turning over right now $12 million a year. That's not shabby, is it? That's, that's pretty good. No worries. And, and he says to Pastor Jürgen, hey, I want to meet with you because I, I really believe that my business should be a $50 million turnover. I reckon it's got the capacity, the capability to go to $50 million a year. And, uh, and Pastor Jürgen's like, uh, okay, let's meet up for coffee. So they go out for coffee and he's talking about his heart for the business. And this is what, this is what, I, what I'm believing for. It's going to be $50 million of turnover. And he's like, have you got any wisdom for this? And, and, and Pastor Jürgen's like, uh, and you know, when you get that white noise in your brain, and it's like, shh, uh, and then he's like, I got nothing, I got nothing, I got nothing. He's not saying this to the guy inside, he's mildly freaking out. And then the Holy Spirit drops this wisdom bomb straight there in his heart. And he just says to the guy, well, currently your, your, your business is only at the certain level because you're all about you. Actually, it's just funding your lifestyle. It's just funding everything that you want to do. Your house, your car, your everything else. It's, just, it's actually just all about you. So maybe if you got a vision for God's house and what you could do through that, maybe something would shift and God would bless your business. And he's like, oh, wow, that's, that's, that's interesting. That's crazy. And now, this is a few years ago, this is a few years later, now he is one of the biggest givers in C3 San Diego 
his business has grown to $42 million of turnover a year because now he's got a vision, not just for his house, but for God's house as well. And God's like, great, I can bless you. Now I can bless you. Now we can bring increase because you've actually got my heart for your money, not just your heart for your money. So what we do with our money actually reveals a lot about us. It reveals, you know, uh, how do you feel when you don't have enough? Because I, I, I kind of freak out probably once a month. You know, I just have a little mild freak out on the side, maybe once every two months. I've, I've worked it. I've worked on it. I've worked on it. I'm getting better. Maybe, maybe yeah, right? Is that, that's about right? Yeah, good, good. At least it's not once a week now or once a day. It's, it's, on, the, it's on the down. That's good. That's good. That's a good trajectory to happen here. But what, what's, what goes on in your heart or in your mind or in your soul when, when there's pressure around your money, it's going to reveal a lot to you about yourself, all right? Um, anyone ever used Find My iPhone? You know, your iPhone's fallen down the back of the couch. It's on silent. Great. And I'm rushing out the door and I'm freaking out and I'll grab grab Beck's phone, and I'm like, find my iPhone, and alarm, great, and now I can find, I can find my phone, it's somewhere, well, money is like the find my iPhone for your heart, where your treasure is, there your heart is, right, you want to find where your heart is, you want to locate where your heart is, all right, look at where your money's going, that's gonna, that's your, that's your find my heart, little app on your phone there, if you're writing notes, write this down. Number one, money is the universal windex for our souls. <laughs> money is, the, that's, that's, that's a Pastor Nate-ism right there. I, I can't claim that. But you know what? You take some windex and you apply a little pressure to the handle and you squirt some on the, that awful, disgusting window that's out the back of your house that you keep forgetting about. And there's a bit of rain that comes on that. It looks awful. And, it's, you know, if you go into my house and you open up the back blinds, you're like, what? Do you guys never clean? Like, what's going on? It's because we can't, I need like a double, triple ladder to get out the back so I can clean this window right? You apply a bit of pressure to the Windex, and then you get your cloth, and you apply a bit of pressure to the window, and you can start to see in there. You can start to see through and see what's going on on the other side. And that's exactly the same with money. You apply a little bit of pressure with money, and you, you, you start to see what's really going on inside your heart. You have not enough money, two things can happen. Positive or negative things can happen. In general, I find it starts in the negative and works its way into the positive after about a few hours of me stressing out. But there's like a little window into my soul there. There's a little glimpse into what's going on in my heart there. A little bit of pressure, and now all of a sudden, I'm confronted with what's going on in here. And to be honest, I, I don't like what I see sometimes. You know, when, when there's not enough money around and I'm thinking about where, what we've got to pay for or what's going what's to happen. But if you, don't, if you choose not to run from that feeling, you choose not to run from this little glimpse into your own soul and God's going to set you free. You say, God, what do you want to do in this, in this moment? Because right now, 
there's too much and I'm freaking out or there's not enough and I'm freaking out. When you, got, when you don't have enough, and we, we've, we've, we've run a pretty long journey, you know, back in the day of not having enough. There's, there's positive emotion and there's negative emotion that can come out of it. There's positive things and negative things. Firstly, you can be in fear, anxiety, stress, arguments with your spouse. That never happens to you, I'm sure. Or you get this super, who does this? This is what I do. I get this super unhealthy focus on getting more money. You know, well, we, well, well, we need it. So now I have to go and get an eighth job. And now I'm working 20 hours a day. No, that has never been the case for me, right? So, or you get super unhealthy. Or on the positive side, it unleashes creativity. A new level of trust. There's faith that can come out of that. Maybe I can start to see the opportunities that are around me. Maybe I'm believing for breakthrough. I can, maybe there's an increase in my prayer life, right? New ventures, new business idea, new connection with people who do money better than you. That's always helpful. Maybe your, your financial education grows and increases because now you're stressed out and you need less stress. Maybe it's the start of you actually budgeting. Isn't that a good idea? Right? Better stewardship of what you have, possibility of revelation. Now, when you have more than enough money, which we have every every day, not every day. Uh, we we I, I got an inheritance last year, and I was like, "This is awesome!" And the money landed in my account. I did a little woo, and we'd, I'd already spent all the money in my head. But uh, I'm like, we're going to go on this holiday. We're going to pay this off the house. We're going to do this and this and this. It's going to be awesome. We're going to buy this car. And yeah, that turned out real well, didn't it? The, 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 the car bizzo. Oh, my gosh. But you know what I found? When I had more than I needed, I was equally stressed out than when I had less than I needed. And I was like, what? This is the opposite of how I thought I would feel. You know? There's fear of losing it. There's anxiety around how to keep it. There's how do I invest this wisely? What do I do with all this cash? How do I, how do I guard it? How do I protect it? How do I make it last for as long as humanly possible? Right? Or maybe I can operate in greater generosity. Maybe I can actually experience greater enjoyment in my life. Maybe there's a bit of more freedom that's meant to be coming my way now. Maybe I could operate with a greater level of wisdom. Maybe I just need to learn to steward the more that I've received so that I'm in a place to receive even more. Right? New levels of trust, faithfulness. Maybe I can bless other people now. Maybe I can, maybe I can be the blessing that I needed back in the day. Money is the universal windex because it reveals what's going on inside of us. So when you're feeling the pressure around money, don't run from that feeling. Just, just say, God, what do you want to do with this right now? How do you want to set me free? How do you want to set me up? Because I want to be a blessing to others, not just a blessing to me, right? Second point, final point. See, I prep this really 
really well so that you'd be blessed with only two points today. His second point is that money reveals my heart. Money, uh, you, you know, like we say a lot of things, right? I don't know about you, but I'm a bit of a chatterbox. I'm a bit of a talker. I like to chat. I like to chat almost as much as you, Pastor Janet. Uh, <laughs> you know, and we say a lot of things, right? And we say, oh, this is what I believe in. And this is what I, this is, no, this is what I believe in. And this is it. And, and, and this is what I'm hoping for. And this is where I'm going. And this is, this is my life. And this is me. But you know what? Uh, there's, there's what you truly believe. And there's what you actually believe. Right? This is what I, what, I, what I say I believe and what I actually believe. And so I can say all these things around money or around God or around, but how I behave, how I actually behave in my life, that's actually what I believe. Right? I, I find that I, as a, as a preacher, as an evan- evangelistic person, it's, it's easy to stretch and say the right things. But actually, how I behave is what I truly believe. You know, money reveals what's going on inside the reality of my heart, not what I say is in my heart, not how I think what's in my heart. But if I look at my budget, where my treasure is there, my heart is, if I look at my budget, or even if I look at what I do with my disposable income, then that's like, that's really what I believe. That's really what I believe. I can say all manner of other things, but when it comes down to it, when the money leaves my hand, that's what I'm believing in. That's what I want. Verse 20 says, But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moth and vermin do not destroy and where thieves don't break in and steal. So money reveals what kingdom you're living for. What kingdom are you living for? I'm not trying to condemn you right now, but I want to let the Holy Spirit convict you if necessary. Don't feel condemned. But what kingdom are you living for? Because the the rest of the world is storing up treasures in the world. But we don't, we don't do that. As in, it's not all about that. How, what kingdom am I living for? I think God wants us all to be wealthy. But how ironic, how upside down that if I'm living for His kingdom, He's going to bless mine. It's different, right? I love what Pastor Pete McHugh said a few years ago. He said, God will sometimes offend your head to get to your heart. A couple of you are like, I'm offended right now. Okay, well, what's God doing in your heart? What's, What's happening in your heart? Because maybe you'll get in touch with what's going on in there because you got offended. That's not the purpose of offense. But God allows things to take place in our lives 
so that we can discover what's really happening in there. Because we like to layer things over our heart so that we can present as healthy and strong to the world. But sometimes we need to remove those layers and let the Holy Spirit free us, adjust us, set a fresh purpose in us. Our, our heart gets knocked around, right? You go through life, you, do, you go through school, you know, you just live on planet Earth and your heart's going to get knocked around. It's going to get a little bit beaten up here and there. And we take these hits and we take damage. We're manipulated by controlling people and we want to shut some things down to protect, what's, to protect ourselves. And, th and then trust is broken. And when it comes to our money, we just shut down. And we go, no, 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 this is just, this is how I'm going to protect my future is I'm going to sow into, into this. And God says, that's great, but can you sow into this as well? Like, like, let's open up a channel so that we can build treasure in heaven as well. Because that's what's going to affect the world. Pastor Jürgen said something so powerful. Pastor, I'm not sure if you were there. He, he was just doing like a giving message. And he said, anytime money leaves your hand and goes into the kingdom, it never leaves your world. It might leave your hand, but it never leaves your world because it's, it's, on, the, it's on the bring back. It's coming back to, into your life in a, in, in a way. It's only a matter of time. You sow a seed, the harvest is coming back to you so you can keep planting seeds. Anytime you give to God, that money is not lost. It might have left your hand, but it's still in your world because God's going to apply that back to you. Same as the guy that he was talking to in, in San Diego. You get a vision for bigger than just you and your little microcosm in the world and you get a vision of the kingdom of God and the house of God and what you can do in that space. All the money that leaves your world, your hand, sorry, is still in your world. It's still going to come back to you. Blew my mind. And we've got we to just break free, free of all these little myths that we believe about money and God. Like God doesn't want me to be prosperous. God doesn't want me to be wealthy. Why not? Because if you're free from the entanglements of money in your heart, why wouldn't He want to make you wealthy? Because you're going to be about His kingdom. Right? I just want to smash the myth that you're not allowed to be wealthy in this room. Let's break that right now. I'm believing for some of you to have multi-million dollar businesses, right? Yeah, two of you are like, sure. Good job, babe, good job. I promised I wasn't going to kick it over. I broke my promise because I'm, I'm leaning in, right? If... If the kingdom of God is going to grow and the house of God is the, is the main, the primary tool of the kingdom, then we need a lot of wealthy people in the house of God. 
Because we've got a lot of people to reach. A lot of people to reach. There's so much that God wants to do just in this suburb, in this city. And it's going to need a lot of wealthy people with a big heart and storing up treasures in heaven, not just treasures in their own backyard, to make it work. i got time. If you, I'm just going with the Holy Spirit right now. If, if, if you think that's you, all right? If you're like, I'm, I'm believing that I'm going to fund the kingdom of, of God. I'm going to fund the house of God. I want you to stand to your feet. If, just that, if, if, if you're like, that's, that's what I'm believing for us. That's what I'm believing for me. Good. Anyone else? I'm just going to pray for you. Come on, why don't you lift your hands? I'm just going with, this, going with the flow. God, right now, would you break the entanglement of money over our hearts in Jesus' name? Would you break it off? Would you break our love of it? Would you break our pursuit of it? Because when we pursue you and your kingdom, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. So we want to, we want to just, just declare right now, God, everyone standing, that we are about the pursuit of your kingdom. And we're going to sow in and build your kingdom and build your church. The thing that you said, Jesus, you're going to build. I will build my church and the gates of hell will not overcome it. So God, would you take us on a journey towards prosperity in Jesus' name? And would you enable us to start something soon and start reaping a harvest now in Jesus' name. Just, just pause there for just a minute. Holy Spirit, some dreams and visions right now. Just drop them into our hearts right now in Jesus' name. Dreams and visions. Enable us to see... Thank you, Lord. Some, some heart shifts that are happening right now. Come on. Pastor Keith challenged us earlier with the tithe. And I just want to say the start of your journey to wealth begins with the tithe. I know I promised I wasn't going to talk about giving money to church. But God took it there anyway. This is a great little book by Wayne Simpson called God First. It's about his revelation on the tithe and how powerful it is. Because if you're truly going to get unlocked in money, it starts with a weekly habit of giving to him and saying, God, it's actually your money. This is not my money. This is yours. It starts with these weekly habits 
weekly, week after week, I'm reminded, God, this is yours. This is not mine. This is yours. I'm reminded of, of who is supplying my needs. I'm reminded of that, that it needs to be God first, not me first. You know, all the wealth books will say, pay yourself first. I'm changing that. Pay God first, pay yourself second, and then pay all your bills. All right? Holy Spirit, to seal some great things you, that you're, you, you're putting in our hearts right now. Just empower us to seek first your kingdom and store treasures in heaven. In Jesus' name. You can grab a seat. I'll be like one more minute. But if you're if you are not in relationship with God right now, this is what we're all about. This is the whole ball game. And you were created for relationship with God. He loves you. He wants relationship with you. He doesn't want religion with you. He wants relationship with you. And He loves you so much that He sent Jesus to pay for your sin on a cross. And Jesus died on a cross and was buried and was raised on the third day because God loves you. And He wanted to pay for all of the wrong that you would ever do against Him so that nothing would prevent you from coming to Him. So that nothing would stop you. Nothing would be a barrier anymore between you and God. And we receive that by choosing to believe Him, that what He says is true, and by inviting Him into our hearts and our lives and accepting His offer of forgiveness and relationship and eternal life. And if there's anyone here who's walked away or you've never accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior and friend, just give me a little wave in this place right now. So many have done it before in this room. And if that's you, you're not walking in relationship with God. God loves you. He's made a way for you to be at peace with Him, to enjoy relationship and eternal life. And if that's you, just give me a little wave. Awesome. Amen. Hey, um... Thanks for being here. It's been a fun time, let me tell you. We are, we're not going to have morning tea here. We're going to meet you at Jesmond Park, out the front. So it's on the main road, the front section. Last time we were in the back section. This time it's going to be easier for us to just drive down the main drag there. What's it called? Newcastle Road, I think. Something like that. Linda knows. And, uh, and we're going to hang out there. So great, take your lunch or pick some up on the way. I've no idea what we're going to have. Who knows? It's like a mystery box challenge as you drive through Jesmond. It's going to be good. God bless you. We'll see you with Jesmond very soon. Have an awesome week. Thanks for joining us for the C3 Victory Podcast. We would love to see you at one of our services. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au or check us out on Facebook or Instagram.